0: Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now for today's show, let's get started. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I'm the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, and you are on Podbean Live with us this afternoon. It is a Wednesday afternoon. It is actually before one o'clock because we're ready and there's people on the chat with us here ready for us to start talking. So if you're on the chat with us right now, uh, one of the things that we do here is if you have a question for, well, hey, it's the Dave and Dave show this afternoon. (laughs) So if you have a a, a question, please uh, type it there in the chat box. And then after you type it in, we'll take a look at it, and then we'll say, hey, give us a call, and we'll let you talk live on the air with Dave and Dave. And as I say that this afternoon, uh, if you've been listening to me all week, you probably have heard me for most of the week talk to myself, although I've had some interesting conversations with a few people, and this afternoon's probably going to be another interesting conversation because... It's not me, myself, and I talking in between ourselves. <laughs> but it is Dave and Dave because Dave Riemann is on the line with us. Dave, say hello to the audience.
1: Hello, everybody. Real excited to be here to talk uh, not only with you, Dave, but to any folks that call in as we discuss the current state of this pandemic that we are in
0: well uh tell you what before we get too far into this dave uh people that haven't heard from you let's tell them who you are and what you've been doing and why you're a subject expert
1: yeah so david ryman uh work with Victory innovations electrostatic sprayers and really we are super passionate about infection prevention and in particular really talking about how to apply chemical solution the the best way to make it as effective as it possibly can be. And so Victory's been out for about five years now. And really with this craziness going on, really taking more people are taking notice and understanding that the way that things were being done in the past weren't working. And so new things need to be looked at and new technologies. And so hence that leads us to the success that we see ourselves having right now during this pandemic.
0: Well, you know, as you say that, Dave, I think the interesting comment that you just made is we've got to look at something different. Uh, Technology has been something our industry has been very slow to adapt. Agreed. Are you still finding that true?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where it's the way that Custodians have done things in the past. It's the way they've been trained. It's it's uh, and and listen, in their mind, it's been in their minds working. Um, but situations like this really cause people to stop and take a step back and say, "Wait a minute, maybe the way I've been doing things hasn't been." I don't want to say the wrong way because I think some people think it's right and wrong, and that's where they get a little upset. I think it's more of a, "Hey, that there's better ways that things can be done." Um, and that, and that's some of the stuff that people are taking notice on today and they're willing to at least listen and explore new, new ways, new techniques, new strategies and, and, um, and, and it gives you guys a resource, Dave, where you got, where the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, a real good platform to have more people engage on stuff you guys have been talking about for a long time.
0: Well, yeah, we have. Um, I think one of the things now I gotta, I gotta start the show this afternoon, Dave, with something I want to just see what you're, I'm going to try to to say this without inflicting my point of view.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Why did you laugh about that, Dave?
1: <laughs> well, you have a lot of points of views, which I appreciate and value, so I, I wanna, <laughs> I'm interested to hear the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, if you've been on my show or you've been listening to my show over the last four years, you know I have points of view. Um, I saw a post uh, from a, uh, a colleague of mine over in Kansas City, uh, the 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 header on it said "electrostatic spraying technology." Call us to sanitize your building. The picture was four gentlemen dressed in uh, the, if you will, the white moon suits as we call them these days, <laughs> and one guy had a drill with a. A paint stir on the in, in in inserted into the drill, and the other guy had a, um, I'm not sure exactly what the name is. So I'm just going to describe it. It was a spray gun that is a painter's spray gun stuck into a five-gallon bucket of disinfectant.
1: Oh my goodness! L- listen, you know. <laughs> I think your comment's very valid there. One of the things that we... I didn't seeing,
0: make a comment, Dave. I didn't make a comment. I just explained what I saw. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to do that without making
1: a comment. Now you say I made a comment. You're... you're in, 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 Insinuating is probably a better word. Uh, you know, hey, here's... You know, listen, and and I hope I don't upset anybody with this comment, but whenever there's hurricanes or tornadoes or natural disasters, you and in, you inevitably have folks that come and the this storm chasers, if you will, for roofing and repairs. And, and uh, listen, the custodians that you've been working a long time with, Dave, that are, that are these rock star custodians that pride themselves on doing the job well and understand that there's procedures and protocols and, and the right way to do things, they're the industry experts that the news stories should be covering on. When you see pictures like that of, and listen, they might be nice people, but they're probably not. The picture alone that you describe would say that they're not qualified to be going in and and cleaning, sanitizing, or disinfecting anything, let alone a building where people are going to be coming in and out of.
0: Now, you know, one of the things here at the academy, we are all about individual certifications for people in the professional cleaning industry. And I wanted to kind of get that out this afternoon because we've been getting a number of different questions for all week. And that's what I've been doing every afternoon is going over questions that people are sending in and, and, and examples like this that I saw yesterday. But the, the thing here is, is an individual certification is for the person that they're, that is with their name on that. And you, you mentioned the rock stars. I think what we're looking at right now, Dave, is we are going to start seeing a cream of the crop, of the rock stars come out. Uh, yes? No? Maybe?
1: Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, and listen, these folks that have been these hardworking, blue-collar workers that have been lifesavers, if you will, and, and maybe they're going to start getting the right recognition that they deserve for the folks that that, that are doing it right. Most of the custodians are, are over, understaffed, underpaid, overworked. Um, but they're hard, hard working individuals behind the scenes and we're really starting to see the value that they add and and I think and there's a lot of professions that are like this that people are like, oh, how hard can it be to just wipe something down and, 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 and clean or disinfect or sanitize it but these professionals that really do and take pride in what they do, they're real game changers. And you can see, listen, there's going to be plenty of stories that pop up on the other side of this. I mean, the pandemic's going crazy. But there's also places where people are less affected. And when they, they peel back that onion and say, how come there's not as much of an outbreak here? Or, how come there's people are safer here? It's going to come down to, Dave, in my opinion, these custodians that have been doing the job well the whole time. And they're finally going to get that recognition of, Okay, you guys, great job, keep up the good work.
0: Okay, so before we go any further, if you come on to our live chat this afternoon or our live conversation, whatever you wanna say, what we ask you to do when you come on, if you have a question for Dave with Victory Innovations or Dave with the Academy, if you have a question or comment, please type it into the chat. We'll take a look at it and then we'll ask you to come on live and talk with us. Now, I also want to say before we go any further, we're here just a few minutes into our show this afternoon. We are powered and sponsored by Jim Supply, a supplier of janitorial goods in uh, Central Florida. They've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930, and we are very happy to be powered by them and get, have the privilege to have this podcast and our certification programs. Dave, my question to you is, is there a requirement to have a certification to use your equipment?
1: Listen, there's there's not a specific qualification to, to do that. And and listen, one of the things that you've been a very big advocate of, and we appreciate this, is you still gotta make sure you're really responsible because our, our sprayer is an applicator with great technology of electrostatic and and I use that word as an applicator because it'll it'll spray water as much as it'll spray spray tan and pesticides if you wanted to spray
0: tan i never heard you say that
1: listen and car wax i mean dave we've heard of crazy things being sprayed through through our sprayer but the real aspect of it is is you got to make sure you're very responsible on what chemical solution you're putting through that sprayer and it really does come down to the the applicator and the environment you're in that you're really Researching and learning and educating yourself on whatever chemical you want to use to combat, whether it be coronavirus, norovirus, C. diff, whatever it might be. And that you, and one of the things I love about your academy that you guys do is you first talk about how to protect the applicator before they can go in and protect everybody else because that's so important in the process as well. And, um, but I, I, so there is no per se certification, which is why what you guys do at the Academy of Clinic Excellence really becomes a huge value because there really should be a certification. And you and I were talking earlier today. I think there will be a certification coming out of this that folks are going to have to get themselves licensed because of the very image you described earlier. It could be very dangerous for a novice or someone that doesn't know what they're doing to be putting any product down or putting it in the air and um, there's, there's a listen. I was, I was in a facility the other day, and it was in a daycare. Dave, is in a daycare, and you know, our first question I always ask when I walk in is like, just show me which chemical solution you're using. And it was bleach and water, oh. bleach, and in a daycare environment, and they just didn't know. And so we were engaged in a really good conversation about chemical solutions, and and then obviously how to apply them uh, was the conversation we had after that. But it's scary what people are using out there today that they just they just don't know well
0: there is no requirement as dave said for running the machine however the academy of cleaning excellence devised a certification program well over two years ago because we saw people doing wrong things expecting wrong um results based on practices. So we put together a certification course back in 2018, the first of 2018, to inform people of how to do this. And our certification programs aren't specific to a manufacturer. They're not specific to a certain product. Our certifications here at the Academy are on the protecting that frontline worker and the processes that we use and so during this time we are seeing a huge run on our certification course and i had a gentleman from california ask me dave is it required in the state of florida And i said or california and i said no but do you not want to be do that doing that and then have somebody die after they came into a building that that you were doing it improperly on he goes oh i've been using the victory sprayer for three years I know how to run it. I said, okay, then don't take it, but you'll never know if you should have. So he took the course and two days later, he sent me a note and said, I didn't realize I'd been doing it wrong.
1: Yeah. that's. Uh... And that's that's the value I think that uh, you know we try to educate as much as we can. But as you know, we partner with distributors that sell the total solution, right? That's that's ultimately, you know, because whenever people talk about our sprayer, we can and we can get into that even later on this call of the the real features and benefits of it. But the real question comes down to is what solution should I be using for the situation that I'm in? And that's where our distributor partners, like a gem supply, for example, are really the the catalyst in this industry, that they're the experts and and not picking on. Like the targets or the WalMarts, but listen, they create a lot of uh, a lot of, of confusion out of the industry that everybody thinks they can do it themselves. And then,
0: well, folks, it's live here on Podbean Live this afternoon, and we lost Dave there for a little bit. I'm sure that he'll come back to us. What Dave's talking about is that uh, we we have a number of things that we talk about here at the academy. Um, Dave, hope you get back on. Don't know if you can hear me, but uh, your phone's not working and uh, you might need to call back in. So the thing here is, as we go through certification programs, uh, you might know that we're having a a major class tomorrow. It will be from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, That class... I will tell you right now, we've been putting that out for about three weeks uh, that we're going to be having this class. And the, um, well, I I would just say the response right now is great.
1: Dave, I just apologize. Yep, yep, it got dropped, but I got right back on. That's okay.
0: Let me finish my thought here, and then we'll get back to you, Dave. Um, The thing here is that certification class that we're having tomorrow is, is what David was kind of talking about. We want to inform you on not just COVID-19. COVID-19 is today's pandemic and, and it is huge. I'm not trying to make light of that, but this is an infection prevention expert class. You're not an expert if you only know one uh, uh, pathogen. And so we're going to walk through from the very basics of transmission what is a pathogen what is a microbe what are the languages that you should do terms that you should use how do you go in and protect yourself as a frontline worker from the minute that you walk in we have to assess the situation before we do anything we're going to walk through that we're going to walk through the different types of disinfectants that are on the market we are not going here to actually tell you what piece of equipment, what tool, what chemical, what process that you should use. The, the purpose of the class tomorrow, and almost every class for that matter here at the Academy, is to make a better educated consumer out of you. Whenever you take a course that you get a certification from, you have to pass certain exams. Now, this one tomorrow, and we're also gonna have it again on the 22nd, You will have actually four exams. This is a large uh, uh, class. There is a lot of information. And as we go through the day, you will have a lot of exams. Now, I will tell you this. We have a very unique way of doing our exams. So don't fret about having an exam. Yeah, I know you're probably thinking, oh, I got to take an exam. I got four (laughs) of them. What the heck is he talking about? We have a very unique way of doing it. I guarantee you, you will appreciate it. Dave, you're back on the air with us,
1: right? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, there you are. There you are. Go yep, ahead. Yep. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, hey, I think that certification class is going to be really good. You know, and and again, this industry, the more people that do this, the it's going to be. And and listen, we today too. You know. Not that there needs to be a silver lining in all this, but people find themselves with more time right now. Um, so it's, it's encouraging to hear that your class is really filling up, and there's a lot of people that want to learn and educate themselves so that when we get back our facilities and we get back into the, you know, call it the normal world, want to call it that way, that they're, about to enter into, that they're educated and ready to go.
0: Well, yeah, and and as uh, several of the contractors have been on the line with me this week, what's going to be the new norm? It will not be what we started with into this.
1: Agreed, you know, and that's, we we feel this, and we really think that, again, look at all the education that's happening every night. You know, from again President Trump and his whole team, and you know, the education that they're doing about the importance of hand hygiene and and the importance of and knowing the difference between cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting and. Um,
0: well, Dave, you keep dropping out on us. Oh, do it. I'm not sure what's going on. We keep we keep dropping out on you, Dave.
1: Oh, sorry about that. Is this better?
0: Well, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure that Dave's not driving while he's talking because he doesn't do that. I'm not sure. Right. You know, hey, uh, I, I will tell you. I've heard, I've heard several people say that their phones keep dropping out on them, and you know, you got to understand, we're all at home, we're all talking, and we're all doing these same things. So, hey, it's live on the air here on Podbean Live. We're about 15 in the afternoon Eastern Time. Dave, have you got back with us? I am. Can you hear me? Is this better? Yeah, well, you're good now. That's, that's good. So, so one of the things that, that we wanted to kind of talk about this afternoon, Dave, is I know we want to talk about the technology a little bit, but you're the one out there talking with these people, um, probably more one-on-one than I am, because I'm, you know, hey, I'm uh, locked into a studio and having to broadcast out. What, what seems to be the confusion out there?
1: Well, the the confusion is this. The way that chemical solution is being applied today, or let's talk about yesterday, is really not working. And so when you look at something like a coronavirus, which is highly contagious, and you go into a given room or situation, and you got to disinfect that whole room, it becomes a monumental task. Right to and, and knowing that this can last on surfaces for you know up to two weeks, right? As as research is showing, people get overwhelmed with how to just spray and wipe or or they're in a, they're not effectively using the wipes. And so just educating people on how to properly clean first, clean for health, not for appearance, and then go in and properly disinfect. And and then how do you get into all those surface areas? And that's what led to Really, victory in where we're at today we saw that need that unmet need in chemical application and so we designed a product that it makes it you know it'll save you time save you money and give you better chemical application and the time aspect is this Dave if you're spraying with an electrostatic sprayer right and listen I'll talk general just like you do right I'll go generic on the technology when you spray with an electrostatic sprayer regardless of it's ours or anybody else's you're going to save about 70 percent of time Right, and so when we talked about earlier,
0: I was well, now, to... now, now, now you're saying now, now let's go. Let's break this down just a moment. We don't need to go too fast here this afternoon. Seventy percent of the time to do what? Uh, to apply to disinfect. I think this is the problem I'm hearing is people think that disinfecting is simply spraying it on the surface. You said pre-clean. Can I apply the cleaner
1: through the electrostatic sprayer and then the disinfectant? Oh, absolutely, right? I mean, anything that is approved to be airborne and, and, and approved to be airborne to the EPA, whether it be through a mechanical, which is a, which is just a pump-up sprayer, or a conventional sprayer, which is your traditional hand sprayer, can go through. So if you want to spray cleaning solution and then clean and go back and wipe and then go back and do your disinfecting afterwards, the, the key with this, and, and you and I talk a lot about this too, the key with disinfecting, you can spray... And immediately wipe away and you're cleaning. But when you're disinfecting, you've got to know the chemical you're using and making sure that the dwell time or how long it takes to dry that it stays on the surface wet for that amount of time so that it can get the efficacy needed. And that's really the biggest problem, Dave. We see it out there, people spray and wipe and they're cleaning and they're checking in their mind that, oh, I just disinfected this. When really in aspects, all they've done is clean.
0: So my my thought and some of what I'm gonna to say tomorrow uh and, and so maybe you can fact check me i i like this thing that uh, we always hear now that you know after somebody says something then they come back later and they go well, hey we fact checked him so <laughs> folks I, I mean maybe i'm getting my fact checks before i go live on the air tomorrow to hundreds of people but you know my point is if i'm if i'm using an application device i should have mm-hmm. thought about I should put a label on the container that holds that product. So if I'm taking an electrostatic sprayer, I could have two bottles, one with cleaner, one with disinfectant, switch them out and use the same uh, uh, device to apply both products would be more efficient than the
1: trigger sprayer. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that's you, just the amount of time it would take you more so on the disinfecting side, because again, the the process that we're that you know, I know you teach it as well. Is you got to clean first, then disinfect. And when people think they can check the box, and this is again where the misleading comes back in. What call it the big boxes? Your your WalMarts and your Targets, and where they sell this one one solution does it all, and all you need to do is spray and wipe it away. That's the mindset. And listen, I watch news stories throughout the U.S., and some of them are on our, our website. And you watch what the news story is filming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just. And But that's what people see at home, like, oh, that must be the way it's done, when Uh it's just not done being properly.
0: Oh, I've talked about that all week long. I mean, you know, cleaning 101, you do not put the soap in the bucket and then put water into the bucket. But yeah, that's what you see on the news, and so people think that's what you do. That's cleaning 101. I mean, I teach that in, in the very first class, if you come to the academy. You don't do that. You always put the chemical to water, not the water to chemical, but... As you said, it's what people see on the news. So you see it on some websites and you see, and and hey, you and I have been around this long enough. We even have a sales rep that goes out there and doesn't know the difference and shows the wrong thing. I think that's the thing you're going to see here. Have you ever seen on national TV, people talk about cleaning and disinfecting?
1: Not, as much, not as much as I am now. <laughs> So that's the crazy part that we're seeing right now is, you know, people are starting to engage. It's funny, if you go to the ISSA, right, an association within the sanitary industry, if you go to their website or even the CDC, Center of Disease Control website, and you watch what they consider their, their basic protocols, one of the steps in the protocols, one of the first steps is, Educate yourself on the difference between cleaning, sanitizing, and disinfecting. Know that cleaning is the removal of soil. Know that sanitizing is reducing to safe levels, but disinfecting is killing and inactivating, you know, pathogens that are on surfaces. So that common education right there, the 101 as you call it, I mean, we'd be in a better shape today. Honestly, we'd be in a better shape today if more people just knew that. You know, you're telling
0: me that I have to clean it, but if I look at the, su- at the surface and there's nothing there, I don't have to clean it. I can just disinfect it, right?
1: <laughs> you're throwing a softball to me. I appreciate that, right? And hey, listen, that's part of another challenge is, you know, cleaning is the removal of soil both visible and invisible or seen and unseen, right? And that that's another challenge, too, is so many people clean with their eyes, meaning right. it looks it looks clean, but the reality of it is there could be biofilm, there could be crazy stuff all over that Um and they just, again, that's where you come back to professionals, right? Building service contractors and custodians. And there's professionals out there that they get it and understand it. And so it's its not as easy. It might look easy, but it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is, which is, again, why we're the situation that we're in today.
0: You know, the thing is, that's interesting, folks, as you listen to this today, if you're live with us, and I appreciate the people that are, are live with us this afternoon, you um, You know, the thing here is that Victory Innovations is only one unit in a plethora of delivery devices for product. As David's saying this afternoon, you can put whatever product in there that's safe to use. So I think the whole issue here is, folks, you have to understand not, a custodian doesn't walk in with one tool to do everything. We are trying to use our tools better. We're finding technology that's working. And I think when you're talking technology, I think it's interesting. You know, I've been trying to talk about remote learning for years. Uh, Daryl Hicks, who will be on the show with us tomorrow, uh, you know, he says, I can't believe how, how I can remember when you stood in front of the building and said, that's what I'm going to do. And I've been trying to do this and all of a sudden, Using technology and remote learning is the thing today.
1: Well, again, it just, it, it expedites the way things that can be done, right? It, it really enhances the way things can be done. And, and Hey, the very time that we're in right now, I mean, you don't got to be quarantined in your house and not doing anything. And that's why your class is really full tomorrow. And I think you told me you ought to add a second class because it got so full. And, um, and, and that's just around these people. Again, these are professionals. This is what they're doing and they want to get better and sharpen their swords. And so I commend them for that.
0: So some of the things that we're going to talk about tomorrow, David, and, and by the way, if you're listening to this uh, before the show, just to give you a heads up, uh, uh, Mr. Ryman here is going to be on the show with us uh, tomorrow, talking a little, uh, a little bit, uh, him and Daryl Hicks, the contributors to the, the program tomorrow. You know, one of the things that we're, we're putting into our courses and we put together a safe course for technicians is whenever you walk into a building we need to know a protocol of what to do step by step and what what we should be looking at and as uh, I've looked around I haven't been able to find them so I well you know here at the academy we we have built our own because everybody wants to get into uh, you know just clean and disinfect Uh, just use this chemical or spray with this. Um, the problem here is we have frontline workers that don't know how to take care of themselves. And before I throw this to you, Dave, I don't know if you know this, but uh, to my knowledge, we've only had one frontline worker die from COVID-19 so far. Uh, it was this past Saturday a, a longtime custodian at the New York Police Department passed away from COVID 19.
1: Yeah, listen, I mean, you go back to the early breakout of of this COVID nineteen and coronavirus, and you look even to China, so many of those first responders, you know, were were having major issues, right? Because they weren't they weren't protecting themselves. And and listen, it's still a concern here in the US. I mean, I love seeing the positive news stories of people really encouraging these doctors and nurses that and this is a true statement, that are putting their lives on the line. To help fight this fight. Um, but boy, their protection is just as important. And and to just take the due diligence of educating yourself when you're donning and doffing, right, I and mean, taking that PPE on and off is just so critical to do. But a lot of times it, when we get back again, go back to when we go back to our norms and our new world, the custodians that are out there need to also keep that in mind when they're doing their school cleaning and their building cleaning and their facility cleaning. Their their protection is just as important,
0: Dave, we will be talking tomorrow about donning and doffing of the protective equipment. You know, I think general cleaning, general uh, housekeeping, staff, custodians, janitors, uh, technicians, whatever you want to call us, if we haven't been in the healthcare industry, what the heck is donning and doffing? <laughs> I well, mean, have you I mean, have you seen this? I mean you know you got to go to a school custodian and you'd say donning and doffing, do you know what that is and they'll look at you like you just fell off the planet.
1: Well again, I'll go back to something I said earlier, right? One of the reasons that your your Jan sand distributors, your janitorial and sanatorial supply distributors, are your industry experts out there, are your business partners, is they're gonna help educate you on that kind of information. And Gem Supply does a great job of it there in Florida. And obviously you're educating not just, not just that distributor, but any distributor who wants to come on board. They need to be those experts in helping that custodian when they're in a situation. And you know, I got friends at the Global Bio Risk Advisory Council, GBAC, you know, they're tied in with ISSA and you know Mm -hmm. they were saying they were talking the other day like if you're just a if you're a custodian at an average facility and there's like rat droppings or pigeon you know poo if you will how would you clean that up right they're like oh we'd get a broom and sweep it up and they're like wrong right i mean i mean you're you're putting pathogens in the air when you do that and you're harming yourself and you should see the eyes they just need they just the professionals know this stuff and that's why, that's why they should be looked at more as as these, they're professionals. That's what they do.
0: Well, and this is the reason that we have a certification, because when you go through this course tomorrow and the certification you get, you are going to hear all of this. Did you know, Dave, that there is a proper and improper way to use a microfiber cloth with COVID-19?
1: Well, so, well... Fortunately, I do, but I think a lot of people don't out there, and I think that's some of the education that we're going to continue to do well well beyond this pandemic that's right now. But mm-hmm. that's what I, I think you and I talked about this again earlier is we really hope that as we move forward into the year and into next year that there is just better protocols and the general public is educated on better ways to use cleaning supplies um, and, and tools so that you can be more effective. Listen, it's it's it. you can learn it, right? So I hope that even an average homeowner will be paying attention to what's being educated on right now so that we can reduce this crazy pandemic from outbreaking again.
0: I don't know, uh, you know, and, and I don't want this whole show to be exactly what all the crazy stuff is, but you can't <laughs> help it these days, Dave. Um, you know, I was at my local hardware store picking up a few items because hey, we're, we're stuck here at the RV park and I've got some little things I wanna do. And, you know, I need to take a break from working on the computer. So I go out and do a few things and go, oh shoot, uh, I need to have this. So, you know, the wife and I was over there getting it and, and we were waiting to be served. You know, we were in our truck and we were waiting to be served. And this lady gets some bags of, uh, I think it was some uh, wood chips. And before she could touch them, Her husband had to get out of the car and saturate the bags with an aerosol and I'm not naming the aerosol disinfectant. You can see it floating in the air and everything. And neither one of them had a mask on, but they had gloves on, but they're spraying all of this stuff down and then coughing like crazy before they could put the bags in the back of their, their, their vehicle. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. You know, and so what you're saying is what we're teaching here commercially, all of these people go home. Folks, I'm just hoping that you take some of this information that we're going to talk about and take it home and use some practical common sense with it.
1: Well, listen, most of the people, Dave, I think that you're connected with are are professionals, right? Professional custodians are desiring to be this. But really, I think, you know, we now have a a responsibility, like superpowers, Dave. You know, with great powers come great responsibility. We've got to continue to educate on this. So it it really trickles down to the mainstream, your regular homeowner, if you will. So to, to that point, I mean, that goes back to what I said earlier, the way chemical solutions being applied, it's not working. I was... I was at a church the other day, and it was a hundred and so it's called it a hundred thousand square foot facility. And I was talking to a brand new custodian that was in there, and you know, I just happened to see the chemical they're using as a quat based chemical. And again, and which which are fine, they're effective. But I did ask him. I said, "Well, what PPE are you using when you're spraying this?" Again, I'm in the application business. I'm not in the chemical business. And he he said, "I don't wear any." And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Well, He's like, can you? I'm like, when you're done spraying this huge facility, talk to me about how you're feeling. He's like, oh man, I'm like, my lungs are burning. I'm gasping for air. Um, and, and so finally, I'm like, and so I went and got. I found the S. And uh, and we looked at it, and it shows all the PPE. And he was like, thank you for educating me on this, right? So, and I've had it with my neighbors. I mean, it's funny. I'm in my neighborhood with our little Facebook page. The amount of people that are coming over to my house. And wanting, keeping six feet away, Dave, keeping six feet away, but um, yeah. but are asking questions on, like, how, how should I do my house? What do you think I should do now? And what's next? And, you know, just educating is just critical, and I think we all have a responsibility to, to help out in that way. I, yeah, and
0: I think this is the thing, Dave, that we take very seriously here at the Academy. I, You know, as we prepare for tomorrow, there's uh, hundreds of people that are going to be um, listening in some way or another either uh, live tomorrow or through the messages that the attendees put out Um, and and yes you are correct we do have another session on the 22nd of april already scheduled we have people already signing up for that because of time frames and and so forth but you know I coined a phrase a number of years ago and registered that, got a trademark on it. I had no idea how impactful that was, except for it was just my way of saying and putting value to what I do as an individual and my feeling towards the industry of which has given me a life for, you know, some 45 plus years, it's kind of hard <laughs> to say that. Um, but, you know, the cleaning industry has been very, very good to me. And and in a positive way, you know, I've been able to repay it. And I, I coined a phrase, I am a janitor and I save lives. No better way to say it than today. What we do has a, 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 an impact so much more than what we realize. And I think today we're finding that out so Whenever we're talking about applying chemistry, I want to kind of get into this just a little bit with you, if you don't mind. No, that'd be great. Um, Before we get into the application, I want to go to the end of it. Why do we apply chemical? Is
1: it a rhetorical question, or
0: is it... Well, yeah, I mean, I want to get you know, because, you know, the thing is, is you know me, you, you know, and I have an opinion on everything, as you said, in the early part of this podcast this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think this is a question is, is we have to before we research what we're doing is I always like to say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because if I don't know why I'm doing it, then the result is probably not going to be the right one.
1: Well, listen. That um, you know, and you you've been on a, a lot of my calls as well and webinars. And the why behind it is is always is always super important, right? Why do you do what you do? And. Um, and what are you passionate about? And listen, the things that keep us up at night for victory and get us up early in the morning to keep fighting the good fight, and and transparency—I don't think we're getting much sleepy these last few weeks—is um, <laughs> we, hey, we want to make a difference. We want to make a difference in the lives of those around us, right? And and listen, I love our friends at G They use a word like we're in my, uh, microbial warfare, right? I mean, right. like we're we're warriors in this battle, and we want to mm-hmm. keep fighting the good fight. So why we do, or why somebody should? want to talk about applying chemical solution um is because let's go with the answer it's chemical solution because there's a problem in the area and you should care about those that are that are around you and and that that should be a driving force whether it be a teacher at a school um principal at a school or a doctor at a hospital or um or heck even at the airports and, and public transportations i mean i'm watching people do things now I was at the gas station this morning, and they were out there wiping down every single handle. And as great as it is to see that today, should that not have been done yesterday? But I promise you, and how long will that cont-
0: and, and, right? And how long will that continue, Dave? Will we only do it for a while and then go back to what we were doing before?
1: Well, I'm going to believe the positive <laughs> in mankind, Dave, and I want to <laughs> say that we're going to change.
0: <laughs> we are going to change to a certain <laughs> point. So, my my point of asking the question, Dave, and as you went through that. The results is the reason why we do what we do. It's not the process. It's not the how, and it's not what we use. It's the results at the end. Would that be correct? Agreed. Totally agree. So my point to this conversation, before we get into the application, is, and and here again, fact check me or correct me if you feel I'm wrong. I've always said that, the outcome is more important than everything before it and if that were so why are we leaving chemical films on surfaces no matter what we did in the, to start with should we not be rinsing after the chemical process has done its job
1: yeah you know one of the things i've always been impressed about the things that you you do dave is you you really take the uh take advantage of of doing things the right way right so you know, you always want to, the outcome is, is you know, the outcome is, is super important and you want to keep people safe. And, and listen, if a, if a chemical solution is leaving film on a particular area, the, listen, do it right, right? Make the area as safe as possible so that you're cleaning, you're disinfecting, and part of that protocol for disinfecting would be spray and then, listen, go back and wipe it wipe it away and you know you have the best, safest Surface area for whomever, wherever you're at, and you always teach that way, which is uh, which is which is good.
0: Okay, so you know my point is this, folks: is before we get into the application of chemistry, um, because we probably won't come back to this subject again. Is my point is this, and we will talk about this in class tomorrow. Is that, folks? Look at this this way: if you took an ate your dinner on a, um, a ceramic plate porcelain plate, and you dipped it in the sink of soapy water, got everything off of it, did your scrubbing and everything, you wouldn't take it out of the soapy water, let it air dry, put it back on the shelf, and then put your spaghetti on it the next day. You always rinse it between. You do this with your laundry. You do it with the dishes in the dishwasher. My point to this is, folks, no matter what you do in the start, the outcome has to be the the safest it is. Now, we're in a pandemic issue, a crisis right now. There is not a time where this is more important. What we will do later after this, I hope you'll follow the protocols that we're going to outline tomorrow. But let's get to the application. Let's explain to the folks. We've been talking now for 30 minutes. Uh, We're sponsored by Gym Supply out of Central Florida. Just want to get that in. They are, by the way, a a distributor of the victory sprayers we're glad to have you on um what is technically electrostatic spraying
1: so electrostatic spraying and i'll tell you what we do at victory when you pull the trigger on a victory sprayer we put an electrostatic charge on all the chemical solution that's in our tank and then we hit it again with an electrostatic charge that's being sprayed out and you can choose to either put a positive or negative charge onto those that solution and here's the benefit of it we put a positive charge and the reason we do that is if you look around any given room that listeners are on right now look around your room research will tell you that about 70 to 80 percent of that room you're in either has a negative or a neutral charge to it based on your flooring your humidity whatever it might be so when a positive charge spray comes out these things are going to be like magnets and they're going to be drawn to the surface area but they're also going to be like magnets in another way, David, where they, where they don't want to land on top of each other, so they're going to spread out and get away from each other, which gives you that really great chemical coverage. So the charge is critical. And we get questions all the time, well, what about the other 20% that has a positive charge? Will it what not you know wrap around it, what have you? And the answer is this. that You're not going to get the wrapping effect, but you're still going to get the great chemical coverage. So part of our education is when you're spraying any particular area, you want to make sure you're getting enough chemical solution to get the dwell times, right? The time for it to dry needed to get the efficacy of the chemicals. So walk around the chair and spray the chair. Walk around the tables and spray the tables. But just know that that solution, because it's charged, is getting into all the nooks, all the cranes. Dave, I can't tell you how many times I go to a facility and, and my, my wife drives her crazy because when I go out to restaurants, this happens. <laughs> and and I'll look at it. I'll look at a, a piece of a chair or a fabric or, or the way something's constructed like a desk and I'll be like, I could find ten areas of that desk that have never been touched with a with a with a wet rag or a <laughs> microfiber cloth or dusted. Um, it's just too hard to do, and so you know that if they're not cleaning it, they definitely need disinfecting it. Um, and that poses a lot of problems as you're as you're in these environments.
0: You know, so the whole thing here. Okay, so you know the questions I've got this week is what's the difference between fogging and electrostatic spraying?
1: Uh, great question, right? And we'll we'll add a third one in here. We'll put there as well. Hey, when we're a spray, and listen, there's a lot of information out there about this because spraying has been in the agricultural world and in the car industry for a long time. And so spraying is anything that's 40 microns, my size of the droplet, 40 microns and up is a sprayer. When you go down from what's called 30 to 10, you're starting to, to put a fog in the air. So it's a less smaller size of droplets. And then the last one, this little mist is about you know 10 microns down to zero, really fine, fine particles that are being misted into the air. So for us, the definition is a big deal. When you look at OSHA and EPA, when you're spraying, if it's under a 40 micron, and you breathe that in, it is going to inevitably get it. So if you're spraying, even there's solutions out there that say you don't need any PPE, right? Whatever. We're not here to we're not here to comment on that per se. But you listen, if you're spraying, if you. Sp- if you're wearing a PPE, we recommend you always wear PPE and follow the SDS sheets of whatever chemical you're using. But if you're spraying underneath it, it can be really dangerous to not only the person that is spraying it, but it stays in the air longer. And so if somebody was to walk into the room, it's going to affect that person. So, you
0: know, the whole thing here, folks, what we're talking about is you need to understand that regardless of the chemistry that you're using, the way that you apply it to a surface is definitely going to impact the health of the frontline worker, that first responder in the case of a decontamination um, of what they're going to be dealing with. And depending on what it is, other people that may come into the facility, I don't know if you know this folks, but dust settles at a rate of one foot per hour. And from what I understand, Dave, fog at less than 30 microns does the
1: same. So, oh, hey, great question. I'll, I'll probably defer to your research on that. I don't have that specific detail. Is so that my question?
0: Well, Dave, we're losing you quite a bit here. You're you're uh, bouncing fine. in and out again on us. So uh, I, I'm not sure if yeah, everybody got that. See, the thing here is is whenever you start thinking about this and what floats in the air and what size micron, I got into a conversation with uh, one of the people at Jim Supply yesterday about hypoallergenic filters and HEPA filters. And they were saying, oh, well, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, well, we can take a hypoallergenic uh, bag and use it as an N95. And I go, no, you can't, because allergens are particles And they are larger, and a HEPA filter collects those. A virus is so small that a HEPA filter won't catch it. But yet here again, this is where professional development education is not the same as what hearsay and what we believe. Well said. So uh, to the spraying here again, um, a trigger sprayer is going to be in the very low micron.
1: So you talking about like a regular trigger sprayer, like you get like a bottle?
0: Yeah, a conventional. Yeah, a conventional trigger sprayer that's on a bottle of chemical that you buy off the shelf.
1: So I would I would say the opposite. That would be a higher micron. Those are usually those are spraying out, and you know could be again they're variable sizes. So I'm not sure you know that, but I'd say a regular one is you know call it one fifty to two hundred. I mean, there are larger droplet sizes coming out of a traditional one you buy at a walmart store now some of them have we can dial it in and control it but it's not going to be as fine as a fogger or a mister they're truly spraying larger microns
0: okay so you see folks this is where you need to understand these things because there are some people that believe that i will tell you this a pump-up sprayer is going to put out larger droplets than a trigger sprayer there's more volume of liquid that comes out so it's going to fall onto a surface rather than be atomized in the air where you're breathing. Um, Electrostatic spraying, as you said, Dave, is nothing new. A lot of industries other than us, what took, I mean, what made the big jump to go from where it was to all of a sudden we're using it
1: inside buildings? Uh, Hey, I think this is a fun story, in my opinion. So, hey, when you look at our president, our CEO, let's talk about our CEO Vic. Founders of Dewalt Power Tools, right? No more power.
0: Tools. David, got to tell you, uh, you're you're jumping. So, you're 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 coming in and out so bad, uh, we can't hear you. Uh, do feel don't. bad
1: about that. I'm trying to get to a right spot here. Is this uh, is it better?
0: Yeah, we're only catching about every third word. I think. All
1: right. Let me see if I can find myself into a better. A better area. Well, that was pretty out? good right there. Yeah, that's good. Let's try this. Let's, uh, let's dive into it. So you got me good? I want to make sure everybody can hear this. Is a good, this is a good story.
0: Yeah, I want I want everybody to hear this story.
1: Yeah. So, hey, so for us, going back to our CEO is one of the original founders of DeWalt Power Tools. You know, think about that late 80s, early 90s, number one power tool company out there. Innovation. Our president was one of the lead product managers at Dewalt Power Tools. They both leave after many years at DeWalt and they go to Hoover Vacuums. And over at Hoover Vacuums, they were the president, lead product manager over there, and they were talking about new innovation. And so they go out and they find this electrostatic technology that's been used in the agriculture world and they find it being used in the spray painting of cars. And they're like, and they were talking about carpets now. And they're like, this would be a great technology to come sanitize carpets. And then Hoover at that time was like, you know what, interesting idea, not interested in pursuing it at this time. Um, and so our, our president today thought, you know what, he started doing more and more research, more asking more custodians and realized that there was this problem with chemical application. So about five years ago, he started up Victory Innovations. And meanwhile, there was other companies that were coming out with it, our friends from Clorox and our friends from E-Mist. And so the technology started becoming, you know, at the same time, people started realizing there's an opportunity here uh, within the Janssen industry. Honestly, here's the crazy part about this, Dave. It's environment.
0: Well, well, we've lost you and again, Dave.
1: Oh. So I was going to say, more and more people are starting to use it and really have great, great results because of the electrostatic technology.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the whole thing that we're talking about this afternoon. You know, we're not doing the same thing today that we were doing five years ago. Uh, I know that this is probably a loaded question, if you can. I had a client yesterday was asking... Um, who's all the players in electrostatic and I named off the ones you just did yourself
1: e-mist and Clorox. Is there any other players? Yeah, there's a company called ESS electrostatic sprayers out of Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, listen, those guys have been around for doing a really good job in the agricultural industry. And that means they're on the big booms and they're spraying our fields and, and really great. So there's, there's those companies. And then, um, you know, there's a company out there, ProTex, which we work very closely with as well, um, that's been helping a really good job. But listen, Dave, you've heard me say this before. This technology is, we really think it's the wave of the future. Whether you victory sprayer, which I'll, I'll tell you how great it is all day long, or somebody else's the technology such a And use somebody's technology. It's to that level.
0: Well, Dave, I, I, I would love to talk with you more, but I believe that you're cutting in and out so bad that uh, we probably need to uh, say uh, uh, enough's enough for the day. Okay. Um, great to have you on. I think we will uh, have some conversation tomorrow. Uh, Dave, uh, give the folks, if they're listening, a, a little bit of contact information if they want to get hold of you direct. Yeah.
1: Hey, listen, you want to contact me? You're more than welcome to. David dot Ryman last name is spelled R E I M A N N at victorycomplete.com com. You can always go to our website, victorycomplete.com com for, for more information.
0: Dave, thank you for being on the show this afternoon. And uh, we'll uh, talk tomorrow afternoon on the, in the class.
1: All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Dave. Take care, everybody.
0: So folks, uh, you know, Dave's a, uh, been a real good advocate of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence for quite some time. Uh, We've had the opportunity to work with Dave quite a bit. The whole thing that we're trying to talk about this afternoon is, you know, applying product is important, but understand application devices come in many different forms. A, A bottle with a flip top, is an application device. Now I promote here at the Academy, we, are, we we promote that you use a flip top on a bottle instead of a trigger sprayer. Uh, that way you don't have any of the atomizing, you don't have any of the breathing of the product or regardless of what it is. We're gonna go over a lot of these things tomorrow. Remember, an auto scrubber, a mop bucket, um, a, 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 a pump up sprayer, a fogger, Uh, electrostatic sprayer. All of these are application devices to get chemistry to the issue. And at this time, when we go into a facility, we do not know what the issue is. And this is why we've uh, put together this infection prevention uh, class for tomorrow. It is nothing new. We've been doing infection prevention for years. All that we've done with the class for tomorrow and on the 22nd is we've just added a whole lot more material to it to be more timely as to what is happening now and the issues that we have. We will be talking about decontaminating an area. We'll be talking about, as we just said, donning and doffing the PPE, assessing the risk that you go in. And as Dave mentioned, we do have the Rockstar program. We'll put both of those links here into the show notes on this show. Uh, The Rockstar program, as Dave said, we're looking for the people that are out there, the frontline uh, workers, the, if you will, the first responders right now, the ones that are actually going out there, doing the work, putting themselves at risk and doing the best practices, You know, putting the best uh, step forward. There's rock stars all the time. We always ask people, please, please, please go to rockstarcustodian.com. You'll see an, uh, a, a form there to fill out to nominate your rock star. Anybody can nominate anybody. You don't even have to be uh, uh, in the same building with them. You don't have to be working with them. You can just know who they are. You can, you can fill out the form, nominate a rock star that you believe should be recognized. Um, we're gonna be talking about this as well tomorrow. A lot of things we're gonna be doing. It's a six hour class. We'll take a few breaks. We'll have some tests. We'll have some fun we'll go over some very critical information to save lives. This has been Dave Thompson. We are with the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. We're sponsored by Jim Supply, where they've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. Usually we have a class in person tomorrow and probably for the foreseeable future, it will all be remote learning, which is not new for us. We've been doing it for a while. As you know, every show that we do, everything we do here at the Academy have three words. Make sure that whatever you do, between now and the time I talk with you again on, well, Thursday if you're in class or Friday afternoon, make sure that you keep it healthy, positive, and proactive. We'll see you later. Thank you. We're out of here for today.